This is a Boathouse Studios podcast. To support this podcast and other podcasts like it, visit patreon.com slash boathouse studios or subscribe to Boathouse Studios on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your ear content. That's Boathouse Studios, B-O-A-T-H-A-U-S Studios, house spelt the German way. This is part two of a two-part thing. On the island of Dr. Moreau. Part one, we discussed the movie. Part two, we're going to discuss the documentary about the movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a lot to unpack about this movie. Ooh, mercy. Yep. So the documentary is called Lost Soul. Um, and it was, it came out in 2014. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, the full title is Lost Soul, colon, The Doomed Journey of Richard Stanley, Richard Stanley's Island of Dr. Moreau, <laughs> uh, colon, the musical, colon, the series. <laughs> semicolon, the experience. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Double semicolon, uh, end bracket. Yeah. Double winky face. Yeah. <laughs> Backslash, 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 dot, dot uh, Anyway, um, so unlike the film itself, uh, this is very highly rated. The mm-hmm. documentary has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, and it's available right now on Amazon Prime yeah. to watch. So just go watch it. Yeah, you should. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, between the two, I would feel weird recommending The Island of Dr. Moreau to anyone to watch it's a weird yes. i don't know it's weird and it's kind it doesn't lean Unless enough someone's like really into beast people or hg <laughs> wells i guess so um but or it's... if they're doing a feruza bulk podcast <laughs> called uh bulk barn who, look who's balkin now <laughs> <laughs> i like bulk barn thank you here. thanks i felt pretty good about that too <laughs> oh uh, maybe we should do a series of like mini like m- a limited series because um, their filmographies are smaller actors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that could be fun. Yeah, um, a lot of uh, Alan was talking to me about this about like why don't you do a Nick Cage podcast? Because he has too many movies. Mm-hmm. He's pumping them out still. <laughs> He's whoa. I we don't have time is the answer. to Yeah, that. we don't have time left in life. <laughs> yeah. Like Allie, we're thirty. Like seventy years is not long enough. No for this uh, i assume we'll both be 100 yeah. uh anyway uh so oh uh, uh, anyway uh yeah so in part one of this of course we were discussing the island of dr moreau and now we will talk about the documentary we oui. it is great highly recommend oh, yeah. everyone should watch it i first of all i love dishing yes <laughs> this documentary is so dishy oh yeah people do not hold back no, Whoa. which I mean, you know, it's a doc, it's a documentary. Like, mm-hmm. it's not you're not having tea, mm-hmm. so you know, get, be honest. Mm-hmm. And they uh, they interview almost everybody. They don't interview. They don't get any interviews from Val Kilmer mm-hmm. or, Mar- or Marlon Brando because he did. <laughs> um, and then they don't or, or David. Uh, 
Cthulhu's. They don't even mention him. No. Okay. He's the protagonist of the film. Yes. And they do not mention him once. And he's no. he must be have he like he was in almost every shot. Yeah. He it's so <laughs> yeah, and it's um I didn't I didn't realize it bef- the first time that I watched this documentary because mm-hmm. I hadn't seen the island of Dr. Yeah. Morrow at all and I didn't know anything about it. Um so you can absolutely just watch this documentary not having seen the movie, read the book, know anything about it. It's yeah. totally fine. Yeah. Uh but they do and then after seeing the movie they they don't mention they don't mention his name ever David mm-hmm. Lewis yep. they don't mention that character after ten minutes they do mention the character um, that the character exists and also that uh, Bruce Willis was supposed to play him originally yeah um, and a and then I think maybe a couple other like potential oh this other actor almost played this and then literally never ever Wait, mention was Bruce it. Willis supposed to play Edward Douglas or mm-hmm. Montgomery. No, because James Woods was supposed to play Montgomery. James Woods was supposed to Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Got it. Yeah. So then, so, and Marlon Brando was always supposed to play um, Dr. Moreau. Right? No, I think there were a couple people, potentials beforehand, um, but he, he was like the first person brought on. Okay. I think. Yeah, so and then everyone was like, oh, we sh- oh, this is a real movie. Let's give it yeah. real money. So the original casting was... Uh, uh, Marlon Brando and then uh, Bruce Willis as Edward Douglas mm-hmm. and then James Woods. Who's James Woods? James Woods uh, does himself a lot now. He he voiced Hades in uh, Hercules. Oh, yeah, James okay, Woods. great. Yeah, so yeah. James Woods was supposed to be Montgomery. Yes. And then Bruce Willis dropped out. Mm-hmm. Why did he drop out? Because uh, he, something about like he was getting divorced from Demi Moore and he couldn't leave the States. For a while, and they shot in yes. Australia. Yeah, that's right. Okay, mm-hmm. so Bruce Willis um, dropped out, and then they brought on Val Kilmer, mm-hmm. um, and then to play Edward Douglas, mm-hmm. and then Val Kilmer wasn't feeling it. Yeah, and he was like, "I want to play Montgomery." So then they fired James Woods, <laughs> and then had Val Kilmer play Montgomery, uh, and then and then brought on David. I always want to say David through. It's not. Sure. David. I mean, he'd rather you say that. He uh, <laughs> very famously in everything that I've been able to find on it doesn't want to be connected to the movie. That makes and, sense. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Um, so this documentary um, really goes through and it does. They do speak to um, Richard Stanley, original director, yes. who still receives a full screenwriting credit in like the finished version of the movie, but no directing or like consultation credit or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um Oh boy, this so the documentary like takes us through the the entire like hey here's where everything started here's where mm-hmm. Richard Stanley mm-hmm. came from he was making um, he kind of hardwire yeah it seemed um, hardware hardware yeah sorry. he seems which I haven't seen but he seems kind of like um, the same kind of trajectory as like a Peter Jackson type like mm. oh I'm more of a thing in not America yeah. not Hollywood I make like creature driven effect stuff yeah. and like crazy shit that people are really excited about though yeah I mean like here's my big swing like a Guillermo del Toro yeah totally nice 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 uh so they um i think it started out so it's like funded by new line cinema and the island of dr morrow started out as a like lower budget like eight million dollar movie or something Mm -hmm. and people were really excited for richard stanley to direct it because everyone like Mm. loved what he'd done so far and they're like hey this is a really good next step um everyone he met that guy he's going places yeah like he's he's the biggest star Ah. you want to be a star richard stanley he said i would 
And they said, good, let's, we're going to do that Take off you. your pants. Take, oh, my. Oh, oh God. Oh, oh no. Um, and so, and like, everybody, it was all gravy. Everybody liked him. They were like, he was so happy and excited to make the movie. Mm-hmm. And I think it said online he did, like, basically pre-work on this movie for four years mm. um, while they were getting things together. Lots of snafus and, like, changes happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when Marlon Brando came on board, which, um, Ali, you pointed out when we were watching this, like... Um, like the only reason that Marlon Brando ended up coming on board was like, he got along really well with Richard Stanley mm-hmm. who'd like gone and like done a bunch of research on like, how do you deal with Marlon Brando? <laughs> uh, and like that worked out really well. And he was like, yeah, I want to do the movie. And then once he came on board, then they're like, Oh, the budget has to be very big now. And then it yeah. just kept getting fucking crazier. Yeah. And it got out of hand. Mm-hmm. And then it ended up costing 40, 40 million or yeah. 40. Yeah. 40 million. Yeah. So mercy. Oof. Yeah. Um, and then through there, like it just takes uh takes a real dive pretty soon. Yeah. I wonder, I bet if this movie would have stayed at an eight million dollar budget and it and I bet if Marlon Brando never came on board, it probably would have done it probably would have been like, you know, in the realm of like Evil Dead or mm-hmm. or like I I bet this would have been like a cult classic. Yeah, or maybe like an army of darkness. Yeah, yeah, because like it, yeah, it's well shot and like the the creature effects are awesome. Yeah, they're really good. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, army of darkness been, like, is better, campier, um, or like more, yeah, more because like the the end product. And we talk about this in the other episode is that it's it's not like leaning hard enough into being a B movie where like this yeah. like Island of Dr. Moreau isn't something that you could put on at like a party and be like oh it's going to be Leprechaun 4 colon in space yeah laughs at every turn totally but it's not Jurassic Park yeah but I do think that like the actors are really what make this movie bearable mm. like if this uh if it wasn't so well performed, I don't think I would have um, enjoyed it at all. Mm. But who's to say? Yeah, very true. Who's to who's say? To say. Zoos to say. Zoo. Animal connection. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we bought a zoos to say. Ooh. Um, Matt Damon cast. Ooh. Damonology. If uh, Matt Damon was all of the beast men <gasps> in this movie. <laughs> oh, don't even. And Ben Affleck was one beast man. <laughs> Beastman. He was the cheetah man. Yes. <gasps> that's so great. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's perfect. Ben, Matt, hit us up. Do it. Remake. Remake. Yes, remake. Do you it's, think they could remake this It's time Island of Dr. Moreau got a reboot, you guys. <laughs> do you think it should be remade? And do you think it would be better as a movie or like a series? Um, hmm. I mean, like I said before, I think the only way that this movie kind of makes sense is if it is like a cure for wellness. Mm. Um, although, I mean, I guess it could be like a Planet of the Apes sort of situation mm-hmm. too. I'm trying to figure out like what the series would be like. Right. And I have to, th- like the only thing that I can think of is like uh, almost like a political drama or like even like like Battlestar Galactica with you with the humans versus the Cylons and Ooh, it's yeah. like the humans versus the beast men. Right. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know. 
Yeah. Like, I guess it's because obviously the the book is set when the book came out, which is the 19th century. And then this movie is set. I think I think the time that it came out, like, I think it's set in 96. Yeah. Um, As far as we can. Like, you could argue like it's 83 or something. But like, I don't know. Somebody's got a Walkman. Yeah. Somebody's got mm, 90s looking sunglasses. It's like computer screens, but they're not super advanced. Yeah. So. Yeah, so like whatever, 96. Um, and then in one of the kind of like uh, pitch sketches, that's probably not it at all. Greg's dying somewhere. He's like, that's <laughs> the, not what they're called. The oh pitches? My God. Yeah, and like the pitches for um, the pitchies. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Um, like when they were when they were getting this movie together, um, Richard Stanley and a couple other people had like a series of 12 like fully – um, colored illustrations of like, hey, here's yeah. some like basically like really nice storyboard, like to give you like, hey, this is kind of like the tone we're going for, and yeah. here's like some cool stuff we're gonna achieve. Um, which uh, then I thought I'm like, oh, maybe the best version of this story is like, is animated and like that, that could be cool. That could be cool. Yeah, I can. Give, it would be like an. It would be like the X Men. Yeah, and and all of the beastmen are like Morlocks. Mm-hmm. I think that's what yeah. they're called. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah, and then there was like one one of those drawings was oh it's set in like slightly futuristic times even, and there's like a picture with a traffic jam in a city, and there's like the beast people are like amongst the mm-hmm. people of what a fake New York wherever this is yeah. set, and I thought oh that could be cool, especially if it was animated, and then I realized that is the movie Zootopia, that is the <laughs> premise to the movie Zootopia. So um, in a lot of ways, the island of Dr. Murrow uh, does exist. Yeah, uh, it got remade. It's Zootopia, Great. starring Shakira. Yeah. <laughs> Shakira, Shakira. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Um, Great. Yes. <laughs> oh, um, Ali, how did the documentary change um, what you thought of the, the movie or certain scenes in the movie? Um, I, fuck. Okay. I um, was really disappointed with people's behaviors. Yes. Um. If anything, the the documentary made me more impressed with the film. Like I am impressed that it, it that it was finished mm. and that it wasn't more of a mess. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Yeah, like problems of the movie aside. Mm. This is the maybe it's easily one of like the craziest behind the scenes making of stories. Uh So just to, I mean, there's like literally we would just have to recount the entire thing to, to like summarize it. But like some of the crazy shit that goes on is like, um, yeah. So Marlon Brando and and Val Kilmer were both signed on to the movie and immediately hated each other (laughs) and used all of their powers to do things to spite each other and yeah. like wouldn't come out of trailers until the other one came out. Yeah. The, like literally things came to a standstill because Marlon Brando wouldn't come out of his trailer until Val Kilmer came out of his trailer and Val Kilmer wouldn't come out of his trailer until Marlon Brando came out of his trailer. Yeah. So it was like literally like toddlers having a fight. Yeah. And meanwhile, this is literally while like hundreds of people um, are, have just spent four hours in makeup and are waiting in the hot sun mm-hmm. to these, wait a thing for these assholes to get their shit together. Yes. On the rare day where they're able to film um, in this, like, incredibly, in the rainiest part of Australia. Yeah. And this mostly outdoor film. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like, just, um, bana- like, bananas. 
shit like that and things like um if i get like uh marlon brando uh didn't learn any of his lines he has an earpiece in you can kind of when you watch the movie scene that you're like oh i can see some of the costume choices like there was like a weird fabric knot on his one side yep to to hide his little earpiece Mm -hmm. um and you were telling me about uh how he would just sometimes yell at the person who was uh reading him his lines right yeah like there's uh yeah and it's it's in the documentary too and that like okay so in the documentary they mentioned like um sometimes marlon brando would yell at his assistant stephanie who is elsewhere reading him his next line via this little head this little earpiece and there was a scene they were filming that was going like quite smoothly and in the middle of it he just started yelling to about like to stephanie about i told you not to act them stephanie i told you not to act them yeah yeah and like and then like david thulis has a story about like sometimes because it's an earpiece and it's picking up like her whatever walkie-talkie or whatever like that she's talking into it would sometimes pick up other signals i don't know if that's true um because he said oh it'll pick up other signals like police radio chatter Mm -hmm. and then that story ends with allegedly marlon brando just yelling out like there's a heist at woolworths (laughs) which like i don't know if that's true but al you posited like i can see that being true like potentially and him just like saying whatever or like Marlon Brando just straight up fucking with people and just yeah. yelling shit. Yeah. Uh, all of the costume choices in, that he made were was him. Like he is very responsible for uh, everything he does in the movie. Like yeah. he's like, oh, he should have an ice bucket on his head. He should have a little person that dresses like him and follows him around. Mm-hmm. He should. Um, yeah. Like. He, he is the master of his own domain. Mm-hmm. He Nobody tells Marlon Brando what to do. Fuck no. <sighs> yeah. And like started messing with them. So there's some, and like they interview them in this documentary, but there's like a bunch of like, I don't know, regular working actors, I yeah. guess you could say like all of the kind of like the beast people roles and stuff like that. Um, and like this one dude, uh, got fucked with so hard that he yeah. was brought on with uh, whatever he was brought on as one of the the beast people children roles, mm-hmm. um, and he had like I don't, like some cool there's some cool character potential happening there, and he comes on and then like Marlon Brando decided that he didn't like him as much, but he really liked this like the little person character mm-hmm. of him, and so he Marlon Brando like took this other guy's lines and was like no no this other character should have them and was like yeah like fucking like moving shit around Uh, like to the detriment of like this dude's livelihood and career yeah Yeah. fucking bad shit like there's there's a lot um and then they talk a lot about oh so uh, okay so richard stanley does like all of this work they get to australia it's like a week into filming and there's like a hurricane for a couple of days and like he's so stressed with all of this stuff going mm-hmm. on already that they fire him yeah so he shot a bunch of stuff he's done all this like pre-production work um and then he mentioned like richard stanley himself mentions in interviews that like oh there were all of these meetings that i wasn't invited, invited to. to and then meanwhile the producer is like giving an interview like oh he just wasn't he was overwhelmed he was over his head he was he wasn't mm-hmm. interested in coming to these meetings mm-hmm. and i it's very upsetting. Yeah. It's so upsetting. It's like watching a mean teen girl like complain about someone who 
is bullied for no reason. It's so yeah. upsetting. It made me so mad. Yeah, and it goes yeah, and it goes on like the whole time um through it so you can see I don't know. Yeah, it's there oh, it's uh yeah, it's uh upsetting to see. It's a it's a weird narrative that's been created and it yeah. seems pretty spite filled yeah. by like on their behalf. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and just like shitting on him as like he wasn't ready and he wasn't going to do anything and he didn't know how to blah, 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 blah. And you're like, ah, but he was perfectly capable until th- that very moment. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, anyway, so they fire him and... So they fire him after a week of filming? Is yeah, that that's what it said. It said something on here of like, yeah, about a week or so. <sighs> Can you imagine prepping four years for like what is supposed to be your big break movie? Mm-hmm. Um, getting a week into actually shooting... That's an undergrad degree. Yeah. I. uh, ah. Yeah. Oof. Um, yeah. Uh, Poor, poor dude. Yeah. So then they hire. So then they're like, okay, goodbye forever. Fuck you. Sucks to suck. Sucks to suck. Um, don't talk about this. That's part of your, that's part of the deal we're cutting with you. We'll still pay you. Don't come here. You can't talk about us. You don't even go here You don't even go here. (laughs) None for Richard Stanley. (laughs) Uh, and then they hired, uh, John Frankenheimer. Yes. We talk a little bit about in the other episode, um, to come in with a week's notice and just like yeah. just get it done yep. just finish it yep. do whatever just make it done um and like during this time other crazy shit happens like all of the beast people extras are like well we're like we're in a weird limbo where it was supposed to be like a three-week shooting schedule for a lot of them yeah. there's supposed to be 10 extras and now there's like a hundred extras and it's a four and a half month shooting schedule yeah. in nowhere like an hour north of karen's australia ah. and so then they recount like just having like crazy parties on their yeah. off time in, and ha- in in the wilderness yeah like in character sometimes or not like in character but like in costumes sometimes <laughs> yeah. and like doing a lot of drugs and like and having lots of sex yeah yeah it's bizarre yeah i mean you know when in rome yeah. why not yeah totally. i mean i hear uh tree planters have crazy parties Oh, really? Yeah, like people who just live in um, BC for the summer mm-hmm. and like, and they camp in the wilderness and just plant trees. I, uh, I, I have heard that their parties are fucking nuts. And it's I like, bet. It's like yeah. Burning Man every night. Yeah. Whoa. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah. Great. I mean, uh, you know, sure. yeah. If, you, if you're out there and you got to like. Mm-hmm. Be safe, beast people. Yeah. Be safe. Take care of yourselves. Yeah. Luckily, know there's your probably a lot of latex around there. So. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. <gasps> um, <laughs> uh, so, like, meanwhile, all of that was happening. And then uh, at one point, they go into, they, like, people who were involved in the production. This is, like, m- months into it. Um, and they're like, okay, we need even more extras. Like now he wants like 300 extras Ugh. at a certain time. So they're like, okay, we're just getting like anyone who lives in the area to yeah. kind of be in this movie. And then they're like, oh, we're looking through the, cause it's like super jungly and rainforesty. And they see like a light in the jungle and they're like, oh, there's someone like camping over there. Let's invite them. And they go up and it's Richard Stanley. And he's been living in the woods for a while. Since, since he got fired. Yeah. And then they sneak him on set. As an as an extra, yeah, he wears a dog mask. 
He's in the movie. The director they fired is in the movie. Oh, Christ. It's crazy. Oh, this man. is nuts. Oh, my God. This happened. Um, yeah. Mm, and that's that's part of what happened. Yeah, that's part of the entire story. And of course, like we didn't even get like we like like we said, like David Thewlis is not in this at all. So I'm sure he's got a book worth oh, of stories. Absolutely. But mm-hmm. he will never write them down because he doesn't want to relive them. No. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah, Fell uh, doesn't come across He's a he's a good. bad dude in this documentary. Mm-hmm. Um he uh who who is he talking to uh in like the makeup department where he was like, if it came down between me and you It'd be me. Oh, yeah. Fuck. That was that German <laughs> actor who already like got shafted from like a bunch of lines and shit. Yeah. So weird. Yeah. What a weird flex, Val. Come yeah. on. You're just coming off of Batman and Heat. Chill out. Yeah. You're good. This guy's not coming for you. He can't. Yeah. It's not going to happen. He's um, in Beast People prosthetics. No one's ever stolen the show in Beast People prosthetics. Yeah. Ugh. Mercy. Yeah, and then like um they were talking about how during shooting he was smoking a cigarette and was trying to burn someone's sideburns with his lit cigarette. Yeah. Like while a take was happening. While they were filming. Not that that is better when it's they're it, not yeah. filming, but it's just fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Um yeah. I don't like how much movie stars can get away with yeah it's it's very upsetting it's very i don't like how much male movie stars can get away with yeah um yeah because like who is uh um someone was talk uh oh fuck i think it's jared leto during the shooting of like suicide squad or something was like was just like Oh, it's just fun pranks, but like actually crossed a pretty serious line. Right. He like mailed someone something or I don't know. Yeah, I think I read. Yeah, like he was like, oh, I'm in character as the Joker. I'm going to look at And it up. I think he mailed someone a used condom. Yeah, that's what it was. That's awful. Which is a horror, which you would go to jail. Well, probably not. It's the world. But you would <laughs> you would think a person would go to jail for that. That's that's fucked up. Um, and in this, yeah, it, it is upsetting because this, any movie, I would imagine, uh, movie's still a job, like it's a big project. And like this particular movie, I think even with the best circumstances would still be really difficult. Like they were still shooting, um, in a location that had a lot of rainfall and like they're shooting a lot of stuff outside and there were a lot of like moving parts and it was his first really big director job and, um, you know, it's a really weird source material to adapt this sci-fi book that you're like, oh, there's beast people. And even in the in the book we learned, because um, we spoke a little bit about like, oh, in the movie, it seems like they kind of get to the climax right away. And then it's yeah. confusing because they're like, what is left? And uh, allegedly in the book, um, it's like most of the book is about the beast people revolting yeah so i mean that's difficult you can only stray so far i guess even if it's in public domain so you're like that's already difficult with the best circumstances so 
it really fucks me off that you have a couple of movie stars come in. I'm sorry, Val. If you're listening right now and you're mad, totally write in to defend yourself yeah. or apologize. We'll take either Also, we or get both. that you were going through a hard time. Yes. However, we'll get to that. Yes, we But will. it does not justify being bad to other people. Yeah. It's... the. People coming on and making uh, b- just mess for no for no for no for no reason. Like Camille I guarantee- has taken off her glasses and is now <laughs> rubbing her face. Neither of them. It didn't make. It couldn't. Okay. It, okay. Here's the thing. The glasses are off, Val. Okay. The glasses are off, Val. That's fucked up because you come on here. This is a job that is already difficult for people. Yes. However, it is the easiest for you. I don't mean like situation, like whatever's happening for you at the time. I mean, like as a job, it was easiest for you and Marlon Brando because yeah. you're on the poster. Everyone else is going to work as hard as you, if not much harder and get less money and they're going to mm-hmm. get less out of it. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, have more on the line yes. in a lot of ways. In situations where you have the most power, you also have to be the most generous. Mm. With great power comes great responsibility to not be an asshole. Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. So it's fucked up. It's already hard. Why would you make it harder for no reason? Yeah. Life is hard. People get cancer and die. Why would you make things more difficult? It's already hard. Yeah. I I understand the impulse of like, I feel bad. I'm going to make other people feel bad. So I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. But I don't act on that. Yeah. Anyway, I found the list of crazy shit that Jared Leto did on the on the set of Suicide Squad. If it's you want to hear, list? It. yeah, okay, okay, dish. So he sent Will Smith a box of bullets and a letter. Um, he sent Margot Robbie a love letter and a rat. Um, he sent. I apologize to this actor, Ad, uh, Adewale Akinowe Abaje. Um, Sticky Playboy magazines. Oh, um, I think he was on Lost. Ah. Anyway, go on. Can you pronounce his name? Nope. All right. Uh, <laughs> just giving and, him a credit. <laughs> and then it's just like a everyone received dirty condoms and anal beads. Oh, that was for everyone. That was for oh, everyone. Oh, that's good. Um, on his day off, Leto uh, shipped a video message and a dead hog to set. Um... He met with psychiatrists and emulated their most damaged patients' quirks. Um, Leto gave everyone a dildo and a switchblade when they wrapped shooting. Um, and he constantly gave birth to himself, which is in the director's words. Um, he constantly gave birth to himself. He goes away. He comes back. He shoots. He goes away. The Joker is something you have to be, and you can see how exhausting and painful it is for him to be this character, but you can feel it when he comes to work. The crew feels it. The bird, it's like the bird stopped flying. He's fucking terrifying. Um, that guy wanted an Oscar. Yep. Yeah. Um, that's, uh, Just be kind Just to people. Be kind. That's all you have to do. Yeah. Other people work here too. It's so easy to not be an asshole. Yeah. It's so easy. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so, like we said, there were some um, <clears throat> legitimately horrible and very like upsetting life things that were happening for both Val Kilmer and Marlon Brando at this time. Yeah. Um, however, 
it's like, not an excuse. Yeah. And also, they this is not the only movie that both of them have a reputation for being very difficult on. No. Before or after. Yes. Um, to air their dirty laundry for a moment, um, Marlon Brando's daughter, like 25-year-old daughter, had just killed herself. Yeah. Like, literally just before he started this movie. Yeah. Um, and uh, Val Kilmer was served with divorce papers while filming the movie. Like, like yeah. just starting to film the movie kind of thing. Uh, you had told me that he found out that he was getting divorced on T like yeah. from the TV. Yeah. Like, there was like an E, e- Yeah. Like an inside Hollywood <sighs> scoop. And then he found out in real life, which like maybe in real life you're like, Oh, I surely saw something coming. I don't know though. Still yeah. worst way to learn any major life news yep. on television first. Yeah. Like that sucks. And that no one should have to go through that. Yeah. However, however, not an excuse. Uh, um, yeah. However, we are sympathetic mm-hmm. to your situation. Mm-hmm. We are not forgiving of your behavior. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, oh, God, <laughs> this makes me tired. Yeah. Thinking about. The pro- thinking about the shoot for this makes me tired. Um, Mar- Marlon Brando is on screen for 23 minutes. Oh, I took yeah. out a stopwatch. Um, he's on screen for 23 minutes and he's billed first. I mean, I guess he's a big deal. I don't know. I've never seen a Marlon Brando movie um, other than this one. Uh, <laughs> so he's billed first and he's on screen for 23 minutes. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so he was really dem- he only wanted like X number of days shooting. Oh, Val. Yeah. Both of them. Oh, both of them? Yeah. Both of them were like, oh, okay. I think. Val I, for sure. Yeah. Val for yeah. sure. But I think Marlon Brando was also pretty demanding with like mm. X number. Like, I don't want to be, I don't want to work hard. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to be there the whole time. Yeah. Ugh. Which is fair. You should go mourn your daughter. Oh yeah. Totally. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh. Um, and then Val, oh yeah, this was around, okay. Val was like, I only want this num this many shooting days. And then he was also like, also this character is kind of boring. So, oh, yeah. which fair, it was fair, this boring character. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so they were like, oh, okay, well you'll play this character who's not on screen as much, but is fucking batshit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that'll comply with your leg shooting demands Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah in accordance with them what we talked about in accordance i think i sometimes i think i say fancy words because i have nothing to say (laughs) (laughs) hitherto hitherto and um indubitably in the first part uh, where we talk about the movie, Ali, you mentioned that scene where he's got the ice bucket on his head and like that, that scene's really great. Yeah. Actually, like it's weird. Oh, it's so that's so fucking weird. But like, it's like him and Fruza Balk talking. It's, it's really engaging despite all of the things we just said. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. It's really good to watch. Um, and so in the documentary, they, they interview her, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and she mentions like her and I, I looked it up and I think she's 20. 20 at the time of filming mm, this. Okay. So at that time, she she went to Marlon Brando. She's like, fuck, like I'm in a movie with Marlon Brando. I play his beast daughter. Um, and so she went up to him and she was like, do we, do you have any um, time to 
like where we could chat about our characters and how they relate and anything like their that. relationship the relationship and he says darling no sweetie baby yeah first he just says no yeah he just says no and then she's like oh maybe you didn't hear me no i mean like our care like how our characters in the movie relate and how we you know for our scenes <laughs> you know our like, job darling sweetie baby i'm getting paid you're getting paid and that's deal with it yeah that's it yeah and he's like he's why like, would no that's it no i'm getting paid to do I'm doing the minimum required amount of whatever. Fuck. Yeah. And so they didn't. So they didn't. Yeah. uh, Ever chat. She never got that conversation. And I hate that. Like, despite that, that's a great scene. Yeah. 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 It's not fair. Yeah. It's not fair. fair. All performing is really good. Everything's a lie. Art is nonsense. Yeah. Film doesn't exist. Yeah. Harumph. (sighs) That being said. Yes this was uh, anything anything uh, what am i missing uh about there's like at least three more batshit revelations that were in this um that were in this documentary yeah like major ones there's witchcraft involved oh yeah (laughs) there's uh yeah oh man marlon brando's pal was it marlon brando it was Richard Stanley's pal. Oh, it was Richard yeah, Stanley's yeah, yeah. pal. Okay. Richard Stanley's pal did a, made a voodoo spell mm-hmm. um, to get Marlon Brando onto the film. Mm-hmm. Like, which if you think about how, you know, all magic must have some sort of like weird. Um, the balance. Like, yeah. Sneaky genie uh, uh, comeuppance. Yes. Like, uh, uh, like in the craft. Yeah. Uh, magic, uh, magic, do bees, as you will. Uh, uh, whatever uh, goes, <laughs> I'm rubber and you're glue. <laughs> uh, something it comes back light times a, three. Comes light back is a feather. Uh, stuff is a board. Yes, yeah. times three. Yep. Um, yeah. So if you consider that, then you know I believe in witchcraft. It, yeah. It really. If, it if anything, really, it really proved itself. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that was the witch. There. Yeah. Uh, yeah there's witchcraft i think it comes in a couple other times for different stuff yeah uh yeah that happens um there's also yeah oh fuck uh there's also problems with like the new director who comes in it is not seamless uh he's got a whole lot of opinions and then everyone grows to hate him in a very different way Mm -hmm. uh and he grows to hate them Mm -hmm. in a different way than Mm -hmm. the ways before Mm -hmm. uh uh, there is allegedly a director's cut of this movie though of like the Ooh. island of dr moreau which director's cut i'd like the second director like oh, the the one who finished it there's interesting. A, yeah there's apparently a director's cut and you can get this movie on blu-ray <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh uh-huh i think okay here's my hot take mm-hmm. I think um, it would be really difficult to like remake this as a movie. They've tried before this movie mm-hmm. and it s- still hasn't really been good. Like the first one came out when H.G. Wells was still alive and he saw it and he was like, nope, I hate this. This is terrible. Mm-hmm. However, I feel like now is a good time for The Island of Dr. Moreau, the Broadway musical. <gasps> yes. Because like, I don't know, Cats. Is am essentially I a people. man <laughs> or am I a god? Tell me, father, <laughs> before you're a gog. 
Welcome to the Beast People Birth. The Beast People Birth. Push, it's, push, push, push. It's the craziest push, show push, on push, earth. Push, push, when you push, see these push, Beast push, People push, give birth. Push, 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 push. Ah! It's twins, Sow Lady. I am the sayer of the law. What I say is law. God, this okay Broadway uh, Broadway musical right uh, yeah. Lin Manuel Miranda hit us up hit us up hit uh, us up we could get Val to reprise his role as Montgomery hell yeah as we know he is the voice of an angel it's true and Ten Commandments the musical it's on its way we're to very our house excited right about now. it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> all right perfect uh, Allie do you have anything else to say about uh, 2014's Lost Souls documentary um it is a I wouldn't if you're going to watch uh, Island of Dr. Moreau, this is required watching as well. Oh, for sure. Um, I before feel like, or after. Yeah, before or after, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I think you just need to, like, you need to know. Yeah. You need to know. You need to know. Yeah, Mark Anthony could do all of the, the music. The Beast. The Beast. Yeah. Holy shit, yes. Um, I yeah. need the serum. I need the serum. I need the serum to stop me from regressing. <laughs> oh, it's perfect. Yeah. Um, the a little interesting, like a uh, couple interesting, like connection facts for this movie is um, so for the documentary, um, I would super recommend it for anyone who's into like film at all. Uh, it's just a really good. It's a really good behind the scenes. There's we did not cover all of the no. crazy shit that's in it um, by half. So uh, watch watch away. It's very fast moving. It's not very long. It's mm-hmm. on Prime. Um, and another thing about it is um, that um, you know do you know the documentary about Dune, the one that never happened, like Hodorowski's Dune oh, or whatever. I probably um... butchered your name. Sorry, dude. Um, I I know of it. I don't think I've seen it though. Okay, so that one is also fantastic, and it's also about a movie gone wrong. That one, unfortunately, like it just never it never happened. They never made it. Mm. But um, the cool thing about it is like a lot of the conceptual art and all of that pre production work went into other movies. Like it That's went cool. into Alien, and it went into and like basically there was this like mega team together to make this bananas adaptation but like bananas might have worked the best ever um of dune and then the team it didn't come together so the team fell apart but the team all went and made mm-hmm. other like super iconic movies anyway one of the people they one of the like, talking heads that they talked to who wasn't involved in the movie but it's like hey i'm a film geek and i know a lot about film and like here's some shit about these people one of the people they talked to was richard stanley Oh shit! Yeah, it's like it's a couple. Yeah, it's a couple years old. So that's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And I think I watched that first, and then, and then got into this documentary that we watched today cool. Cool, through cool, that. Cool. So either of those, if you're looking for like a um, film doc double feature, mm. highly recommend. Um, so that so Horovsky's Dune, what is that before or after? David Lynch's Dune? Way before. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It ended up, yeah, so it ended up like the production changed hands a lot and Mm. then ended up being David Lynch's Dune. Okay. Yeah. But there was like nothing basically remaining of the original stuff. Mm. Yeah. As someone who likes, I think you'd really, it's 
yeah, it's bananas. It I love me some really Dune. Cool, yeah, I really cool love movie. me some Dune. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, David Lynch's Dune is pretty fun. You yeah, that great honestly. scene of like Patrick Stewart holding the family dog. Um. <laughs> yeah, and like Sting is in it. Yeah, I, I'm always here for Kyle MacLachlan. Yes, I have. Oh fuck, that is Kyle MacLachlan. Yeah, ah, I didn't put those things together until just. Ah, ah, ah. Um, <laughs> that's excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I still have nightmares about Baron Harkonnen. Oh, he's, in his little, like, his jet. He's like, so upsetting. Do, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. She's very gross. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fuck. I can't believe I didn't. You want to watch Dune? Yeah, I do. You know what? I, yeah, you Dune. I Dune. I Dune. I double Dune. Great. <laughs> you want to be my Dune buddy? Yeah. Like Dune buggy. Dune. Yeah. yeah. It was bad. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you want to have a breakfast sandwich? Uh, Dune's over my hammy. <laughs> uh, I must not fear. Fear is the Mind Hunters, 2004. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, boy. You win. Thank you. That's all I want is to win. Uh, Yes. Another fun connection. Mm-hmm. Um, gr- uh, producer Greg is uh, not in the studio at the moment. Yes. But uh, I think he would uh, want us to mention that when we were watching just the movie, not the documentary, he was like, oh, this is this story is a lot like Apocalypse Now. Yeah. And Heart of Darkness. And Heart of Darkness, the book that that one is based on. Um, we were like, oh, OK. And he was kind of like drawing those similarities. And that's like one of the first things they talk about in the documentary is how yeah. like, H.G. Wells and Joseph Conrad were yeah. buds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, uh, producer Greg is out of the house right now. Um, he had to go win a volleyball tournament. Mm -hmm. Um, and as he was leaving, I was like, you want me to mention anything, uh, on the, uh, on the thing about what you thought? And he said something like very thoughtful and insightful and like really well worded. And then I was like, cool. Can you text them to me? Cause I'm not going to remember it. Um, and then he didn't text it to me. So I don't know. <gasps> I mean, other than like, yeah, he said, uh, okay. He said something about Marlon Brando being the reason that, um, these other actors got on board, which was the reason that the budget got out of hand, which, so like, I think Marlon Brando was the inciting incident for like shit to the, the, the downhill decline. Mm. Is what I think he was getting at. Producer Greg, if you're, uh, if you feel so inclined, you can put in your thoughts here. Okay. Hi, Producer Greg here. Uh, so what Ali was saying is pretty much what I was on about is that Marlon Brando, even at this point, still had a legacy as one of the great living actors and one of the greatest actors of all time. So, of course, he would attract some sort of money, but he also had this, of course, reputation around him where he was known to derail projects that he didn't like. He was basically the guy who met with Richard Stanley and liked Richard Stanley and allowed him to create this movie. But the thing that I really just wanted to bring up uh, was Dr. Moreau is very much an almost mirror image of Joseph Conrad's Colonel Kurtz character from Heart of Darkness and, of course, uh, Apocalypse Now, who Marlon Brando famously played in that film. And I just think it was neat that... uh, Dr. Moreau, The Island of Dr. Moreau, the novel, was written by H.G. Wells, who knew Joseph Conrad, and they 
both had something of a friendship, and they both wrote stories about these enigmatic characters who basically went off into the jungle and went insane in their own unique, different ways. Of course, Conrad wrote it a little bit more grounded, and there's human-animal hybrids in the H.G. Wells version, but they are both very, very similar characters, and Brando plays them in similar ways, I think, anyway. Of course, they're lit very differently in Apocalypse Now. You can barely see Brando, and in Dr. Moreau, you might say you see a little bit too much of him. Anyway, that's all I really had to say. Back to the show. And I'll say, because this isn't a direct Val Kilmer watch, we won't be putting it in the official ranking no. system, of no. course. But theoretically, if we were to do that, uh, where would you put the documentary? Hmm. Hmm. That's a good question. Yeah. I don't know if I care to watch... Um, uh, documentaries more than once. Okay. Let's see. Because uh, I personally, I, I have seen it more than once, mm-hmm. uh, and I often forget uh, information. So I, I like to rewatch <laughs> them because memory be bad. Um, and so I think I would put it like number three, like right after Heat. Really? Yeah. I mean, I don't need to watch it right away again. But So like, you would yeah. rather watch this documentary again uh, you'd rather watch this than Batman Forever. Like, probably. Hmm. Maybe. Well, now, when I'm, uh, not like, not anytime soon, but maybe in 10 years. Yeah. So yeah. In, in 10 years. Yeah. If I'm like, hey, Camille, mm-hmm. I've got a copy of Batman Forever <laughs> on Holodisc or, <laughs> or Lost Soul, colon, the, uh, <laughs> Doomed tale of Richard Stanley's Island Island of Dr. Moreau. What's this thing called? (laughs) I think that was pretty much it. Yeah, whatever. Um, You would pick Lost Soul. Okay, well, if I'm watching it with you, I'd rather watch Batman (laughs) Forever. But if I'm just, if I'm, if the scenario is uh, that I'm alone because all of my friends have died because of the apocalypse and somehow I've lived, which is horrible. I don't want that. stock. Yeah. my heavy bones yeah um and i'm and I, then i'm gonna watch one of two and there's only two things left on netflix i mean like probably this because i i'm gonna think a little bit more about it um yeah all right and my versus my demise versus like i don't want to watch batman forever alone ever yeah, obviously that makes me sad yeah <laughs> uh okay <laughs> if uh i if i'm gonna place this i mm-hmm. think i will put it just above the island of Dr. Moreau. Ah, I would strategic. Yeah. Below it, Top Gun. Yeah. I would put it just below Top Gun. Cause I'm like, I'm thinking, although it's been a while since I've seen Top Gun, um, maybe it's worse than I remember as it tends to trick me into being, um, <laughs> when I think about like what I would rather watch, I feel like, you know, Top Gun's got the soundtrack and, like, mm. the volleyball and, like, <laughs> you know, the other stuff. Planes. Planes. The musical number. <laughs> Why isn't there a Top Gun the musical? <sighs> Lin-Manuel Miranda, hit us up. Mm-hmm. A- uh, uh, <laughs> 
Andrew Lloyd Webber, hit us up. Mm-hmm. Um, Cats 2, Top Gun. Yes. I mean, Cats 2, Island of Dr. Moreau. Damn it. Oh. Not oh, Jesus, fuck. <laughs> okay. Obviously, Top Gun would be the sequel to Starlight Express. Oh, yes. You go from trains plane. to planes. Yeah, and the plane would like, I'm the left-hand engine and I'm here to say. Right-hand's got a thing or two today. <laughs> Starlight Express is great. It's terrible. Yeah. Don't listen to music. It's bad. Starlight Express. Please tell me yes. I don't actually. Is know. that from it? I was I like, don't oh, know. that's really impressive. I think it might. I think I might have just sung Starlight Express, but to the tune of something from Cats. Right. That's it, actually. Yeah, no one's ever caught it. It's crazy. Ooh. It's like the alphabet song and Mary Had a Little Lamb. Ah, oh, and Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. Yeah, not Mary Little. Yeah, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. We had a A B C D. Mary had a little lamb. Wait, no, no. <laughs> it's Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star oh. and the alphabet song. Should we go at the same time? What is Mary had a little lamb? Mary had a little lamb. Oh, little I see. lamb, okay. little lamb. Um, I'll be the alphabet. Okay, I'll okay. be Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Okay. Two, three, four. Twinkle A, B, C, Twinkle D, Little e, F, Star. G, How H, I, J, wonder K, what Elemental you <laughs> are. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you really broke it down. Thanks, I Lin Manuel Miranda did. <laughs> Uh, this has truly been Lost Souls colon the the doomed tale of Richard Stanley's Island of Dr. Moreau colon the musical. Allie, you've never made more intense colon eye contact with me than just now as you were struggling to remember the name of. It's too long. I don't remember. You did really well. I think that's it. Thank that you. It was very funny, though, for me to yeah <laughs> you didn't blink at all it's like we were in a film oh yeah no blinking mm, no blinking mm. no blinking no uh Perfect. um i've been watching obviously i'm not uh, this is for our listeners not for you uh i've been watching uh, jersey shore family vacation and one thing that i've noticed is how often ronnie blinks he blinks so much does he does he think he's lying mm. does he soft blink or hard blink um it's like rapid, fluttery blinking. Oh, that's liar blink. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. I bet there. I bet that's covered on an episode of Tim Roth's "Lied to Me," <laughs> a show my mom really likes. Ah. Shout out, mom! <laughs> wow. You know, and there's not much Fel Kilmer in a movie. We really digress. Yeah. How are you today? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Great. Watch the first episode of High School Musical, the the musical, the series today Mm -hmm. because we got disney plus disney plus which is exciting Mm -hmm. and also a little unsettling i don't like how much power disney has it's a lot i thought we had anti-monopoly rules for this is that why there's netflix still probably uh but yeah Mm -hmm. i don't know because like in the early 2000s i'm gonna talk about something i know nothing about great do it early 2000s when the tech bubble burst a lot of something happened and and windows microsoft the maker of windows um got dinged a lot of fines because it they infract they infractured and they (laughs) they uh were dinged on a lot of things because they were uh it was like they had what am i trying to say infractured no that's the wrong word (laughs) (laughs) 
uh, producer Greg, I hope in, this is so mean, but I hope in post there's like this music that comes in behind you this entire time that goes boop, 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 boop. No, Greg, you for sure should put in the soundtrack to A Beautiful Mind over that. Um, <laughs> and so uh, Microsoft got dinged because they had uh, violated so, like monopoly laws. Mm, okay. So because like they were getting too big and they were they were basically like holding a monopoly over mm-hmm. the um, computer market. Um, because the only, uh, <laughs> because the only competition was like Apple and Apple was so small, um, ah. that it like kind of didn't count. So like, right. cause, cause yeah, like theoretically you're not supposed to hold a monopoly because we, cause, cause capitalism need, cause capitalism doesn't work with monopolies. Right. Do you <sighs> think that. I have a headache now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that. Disney created that law. No. Oh. I don't think so. Oh. Uh, I was just trying to be shocking and conspiratorial. <laughs> I didn't really believe it. But Disney does have a long history of like paying a lot of money to get um to get copyright laws changed. Um in conjunction with whenever. So like things become public domain after like X number of years. Mm-hmm. So when Mickey Mouse was about to become public domain, Disney was like, mm, we should change that law and like buy ourselves more time. And then when the when Mickey Mouse was about to become public domain again, um, they changed they like hired a bunch of lobbyists to change the laws again. So they keep pushing like they keep expanding oh. how long things take um, before they become public domain Holy because shit. they want to maintain control like uh, solo control over Mickey Mouse. Which. I think is really problematic because it sort of keeps us, it keeps like the public from being able to control their own pop culture. Mm. Like if we aren't able to like parody things or, I mean, I guess you could still, you can obviously still parody whatever, but like, you know, if you can't write new um, Mickey Mouse stories or like mm-hmm. new whatever, it's right. like if Sherlock Holmes had never become public domain, then we wouldn't have, like most of the Sherlock Holmes stories that we mm-hmm. have, which have reinvigorated in like interest in that character to begin with. Yeah. And you know, Mickey Mouse is fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think someone who's really into Disney will have more important things to say on this matter. But mm-hmm. in, in short, I am uncomfortable with how much power Disney is having. Cause like when I think of like all of the things that I watched and loved as a child, even like they are, they now belong to Disney. Mm, and right. yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's a and, lot. Like, yeah. yeah. And like going forward, like mm. what are the, what are people going to be watching now that isn't Disney? Right. And since pop culture has such like an important role in, in culture. Right. And in people's opinions, mm-hmm. um, you know, how how much power does Disney influence over not just what we see, but also what we think? Yeah. I'm going to take off my tinfoil hat now. Right. I'm going to put on a tinfoil hat oh. now. Are you kidding? Um, if you want to see a um, 
kind of interesting related but unrelated like peek into a Disney thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they inter- One of the talking heads they interview on the Netflix series Explained mm-hmm. on the billionaire episode mm-hmm. is uh, Disney's granddaughter. Cool. Um, or maybe great-granddaughter. And she's both... Um, uh, she's on there for a little while, but uh, it's interesting because she's obviously very savvy, but is also really relatable. She seems very self-aware in mm. a way that like um, like certain like celebrity billionaires, um, people who are very rich um, mm-hmm. kind of seem not to be a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. But she's like, I know, I know exactly what is happening yeah. and I know I know what I'm doing. And I also know what that means for the world, mm. which is interesting. It's not hugely in depth, but it is a really interesting like. 30 minute cool thing yeah yeah cool well Well, bye see ya (laughs) thanks for listening to the cinebells Mm -hmm. we'll catch you next time on the val side same val time same val place that's right yep Yep. Bye. bye bye